You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe. And 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe. And worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Thanks for checking out this recording on Lone Star Community Radio. This is Dick, the general manager of Lone Star Community Radio. And I wanted to give you a quick reminder of what's going on with us for the month of September. A new show has been added to our lineup. The Good News with Ted Cox is going to be on Tuesdays from 1 to 3 p.m. during our talk block. And also joining the talk block is going to be Mornings with Lone Star. Every weekday from 10 to 11 a.m., Mornings with Lone Star will extend their normal programming for music into talk. That's right. Starting from now on, from 8 to 11 a.m., Mornings with Lone Star. First two hours, music, talk, fun. And then from 10 to 11, more nitty-gritty talk radio for you. Also extending their time slot is going to be our favorite Saturday morning show, Grit and Grace. They're going to be extending their hours from 8 to 10 a.m. every Saturday morning for you. Also, the last reminder is we still have plenty of talk slots available for those who want to be a talk show host and also volunteer DJs for music. If you're interested in those kind of things, please let the studio know at lscrstudios at gmail.com or call the station at the message line at 936 647 3776. Thanks again for checking out Lone Star Community Radio and I uh, hope you enjoyed the show. Well, good afternoon, everyone. You're listening to the Good News Radio Show, uh, broadcasting out of Conroe's On 104.5, 106.1. Uh, we're broadcasting out of downtown Conroe. And today we've got a really good show for you. Uh, in just a few minutes, we're going to be joined in the studio by the creative team of the Christian Youth Theater. Uh, it's the CYT group. They're going to have an upcoming performance that we'll be talking about specifically, uh, which is the performance of Tarzan. And so we'll be talking a little bit about uh, the, the CYT and kind of its mission and what, uh, what types of things that they're uh, doing and the types of uh, participation that they're looking for. And then we'll talk a little bit about the production itself. In the last segment, as, uh, as the rainwaters from Harvey have, have certainly receded, we've begun to dry out. We're still in uh, full um, summer mode, even though uh, the temperature would, uh, would say that it we're in summer, even though we're in fall. Uh, we're beginning to drift a little bit further away from the effects from Harvey and some of the stories that we've talked about over the last couple of weeks. But in the last segment, we're going to have a representative on from Lone Star Legal Aid, and they are a, a nonprofit group uh, that is offering free legal advice for folks that have been affected by Hurricane Harvey. And in, in particular, uh, they're going to be helping folks who need to make uh, filing claims for FEMA. There are certain requirements and deadlines, so if you're uh, in need of that sort of legal advice, uh, stay tuned or tune, tune in at the 2.30 hour. At the bottom of the 2.30 hour, we'll have them on for the final segment, the final roughly 30 minutes of our show, and it's the Lone Star Legal Aid, and we'll, we'll have all of that on. Uh, so in just a few moments, we'll have uh, the folks uh, join us again here in the studio from the CYT. Uh, and uh, I thought we would uh, begin today, begin the show with uh, just a few thoughts, kind of a good news briefing uh, with over the last couple of weeks, it seems like that we have been uh, sort of drifting back uh, to uh, the dominant uh, 
things in the news being of a political nature or of uh, things that uh, are quite um, divisive uh, or at least controversial with things like kneeling at, uh, at uh, football games. And something I've been saving because we've had such great guests the first couple of shows, the last couple of shows after Harvey, is I thought it might be a good reminder now since we're a few weeks uh, since the hurricane is to get a view from outside of the greater Houston area of how people viewed us. And so I've got several articles. We'll just uh, run through a couple of them. Uh, I've got news articles from the Washington Post, the New York Times, and the Telegraph, which is out of the United Kingdom. And what I'm, I'm interested in and what I was interested in as I was reading through these is how did the outside world view what was going on in Harvey and specifically within Houston, because most of the story centered around Houston, but certainly there was devastation and as many rescues and heroic um, things that were going on within Beaumont and Port Arthur and everywhere of the destina- uh, devastation that was happening. So I thought it'd be great to just take a look and say, how did the outside world view what was going on within in the Harvey aftermath? The Washington Post had several articles, and uh, I'll just run through a couple of them. The uh, title of the article is The Most Inspiring Stories Emerging in Harvey's Aftermath. And it was well recognized that not only Harvey, but Irma right after it up the coast and, and up the peninsula of Florida and on into the Georgia and the Carolinas and so forth, and certainly most immediately with Maria uh, devastating Puerto Rico, We've had so many other rescue stories and good stories coming out of it. But, but in particular, how did the Washington Post, which I'll be reading from, view these stories and their view of us? Their first story uh, is entitled Incredible Rescue. Uh, and it was, uh, the title is, When a woman went into labor and trapped in Harvey's floodwaters, neighborhoods formed a human chain. So their lead story is how they, how they viewed us was, this incredible rescue of neighbors that clasped hands together. They formed a chain into the waist-high water. Uh, And the people that they were rescuing were Andrea and Greg uh, from the truck's bed. And if if you recall these these pictures that you might have been riveted to uh, from your television, uh, they said that the moments like these, the Washington Post reported, were incredibly precious and remind me of all the good in the world, one of the neighbors said. The next story they talked about was a doctor that saved a, a baby's life in a Houston shelter. The Don Winters, the article talks about, a pediatrician with the National Disaster Medical System saved the life of a baby with a genetic or- disorder who required a special tube to eat. And he came in and he tend- tended to the baby's needs in the Houston Convention Center. Um, and it was incredible stories like this that uh, as as the outside world was looking looking into Houston, what was coming out and the way we were being represented was that regardless of your race or religion or nationality or even uh, immigration status, they were seeing everyone come together uh, and help one another. And it's quite refreshing to see that the outside world, both the New York Times and the Telegraph in the UK, were picking up on on these stories as well. The next story came out of uh, the Cajun uh, Navy, as it was called, and we're so gratified that our neighbors uh, to to the east in Louisiana sent dozens and dozens of first responder trained and certified Cajun Coast Guard. Uh, Their story of Tony Wade, 
which wrote for this post, said that pulling an elderly man into the boat who'd been without his medication for a couple of days and pulling a child out of the water, he said, makes it all worthwhile. It's a good feeling. Um, this, there are other stories that they were uh, talking about. In particular, was one that, that is of particular note. And it discussed a, a group of workers in a Mexican bakery uh, that were trapped there for two days, continued to bake. Uh, they were baking all of the wonderful things that they had, and they were giving it out uh, to the victims of Hurricane Harvey. And so these people who were, sawing, uh, were seeing the floodwaters rise in their own restaurant, uh, and while they were not losing power, the devastation, and they knew uh, that, that there was going to be quite a lot of damage done to their bakery. Even in the face of that tremendous loss that was pending and, and impending on their different baking, their, their cook, cookeries and uh, their ovens, even despite that, for two straight days solid, it talked about that the bread from their two-day marathon baking session was delivered to various shelters, including the George R. Brown and a police station nearby. There were pictures, of course, we can't convey many of these on the radio, but but there were pictures uh, of first responders carrying a mother with a small child. There was a, um, a, an officer who had two children uh, coming out of a home. And these were all the images and the stories that came out of Houston and were reported to the rest of the world. And so just for these brief, brief few minutes, as, as sun has returned and as the temperatures are still warm and as many of us have recovered, while there's still a lot of uh, suffering and devastation. There's many houses that need to be rebuilt, and we have a tendency to want to fall back into that's those things that divide us, uh, things of of uh, of protest. Uh, and it it's good for us to be reminded just in these bu- uh, brief few minutes that there was a a tremendous amount of help. Uh, people who did not care that we didn't look or act or talk like the other person, but they were in dire peril, need of help, and they helped them. And so we might want to recall these from time to time as we are tempted to uh, lash out at people that don't look like us or didn't vote the way that we did or uh, perhaps are feeling of self-patriotic and the other people aren't, just to remember uh, that these are these are people that are potentially um, still hurting, especially in our area. Uh, you may have friends and family in in Puerto Rico and neighboring Caribbean islands or in Florida. And so let's just keep in mind that that spirit of coming together, that spirit of helping one another, the spirit of spirit of caring for uh, one another, uh, should still be alive and well. Uh, so keep that in mind as we. Uh, are going to go to uh, to break in just a few seconds. We will be joined on the other side of the break uh, from members of the creative team of the Christian Youth Theater, and we'll be talking to them about uh, about what the CYT is all about, about participation, and and certainly about their upcoming production and all the details associated with their upcoming production uh, of Tarzan. So we hope we stick stick with us on the other side of the break. We'll be talking to to the folks in the CYT.
The Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service has been dedicated to educating Texans for over a century. In 1915, the Extension Program was established under the federal Smith-Lever Act to deliver university knowledge and agricultural research findings directly to the people. Ever since, AgriLife Extension Programs have addressed the emerging issues of the day, serving diverse populations across the state. Texans turn to Extension for solutions in horticulture, agriculture, 4-H and youth, and family and consumer sciences. Extension agents respond not only with answers, but also with resources and services that result in significant returns on investment to boost the economy. Join us Fridays at 1 o'clock for the AgriLife Extension Hour. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app for your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's community radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That is Conroe's FM 104.5-106.1. Welcome back to the Good News Program with Ted Cox. We are broadcasting Live out of downtown Conroe on 104.5 and 106.1. You can also stream us live on IRLoneStar.com or our app. Uh, And we're thrilled actually to be joined in the studio today by uh, the creative team. I'm not sure if exactly what the collective is called, but the creative team, the director, the vocal director, and the show coordinator for CYT. Uh, They have an upcoming production of Tarzan, which opens in just a couple of weeks, Uh, So I wanted to take the first part and let them each introduce uh, themselves to you. Uh, And then we'll talk a little bit about what CYT is and how did it start and and all of the things associated with the CYT. Uh, And then we'll talk a little bit about how what each one of their roles are. How did they get into it? How did they get interested in it? Uh, So Melody, why don't you start and introduce yourself and what you do and uh, those kind of things. And we'll go from there. All right. Uh, I'm Melody Johnson. I have been dancing for a really long time and I started with CYT when I was 17 and kind of been working with them ever since. So, so it's only only been about a year, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. Um, uh, Ashley? I'm Ashley Driver and I'm the vocal director for Tarzan. I have been with CYT for about three years as a parent first and then working on the artistic teams. So I think this is my third show to be on the team for, okay. and um, my family and I have been involved for about three years. Okay, great. And, and I'm Jeannie Bailey. I am the show coordinator for uh, CYT Houston North, the north side of um, our area, and uh, we've been involved with CYT for well, since 2012. Uh, my daughter um, just loves theater, and so we jumped in, and it has become something that we just enjoy doing as a family. And, um, you know, they, they just, we just keep coming back. <laughs> okay, good, good. Well, well, let's start off with, for, for those of us, uh, or for those who are listening who might not know what CYT is, uh, why don't we start and kind of introduce people to CYT, what it is, maybe how it started, or you, you spe- and, and how many chapters there are, and, and all of those sorts of things. So, Okay, well, yeah. so I think the best way to start is to maybe tell you what CYT's mission statement is. Yes. And uh, CYT is Christian Youth Theater dedicated to developing character in children and adults through training in the arts and by producing wholesome family entertainment, all of which reflect Judeo-Christian values. Okay. 
And um, so in the CYT, where was it? Do you know where it was founded? Yes, it originated in San Diego. So oh, there are okay. affiliates um, throughout the nation. And CYT Houston, we're on our 11th year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have no idea how many shows that is, but a lot <laughs> of yeah, shows. Yeah, if you, if you go lot. to uh, cythouston.org, uh, you'll see that there are a number, number of shows. Uh, there's, uh, I think, Peter Pan, I think, is still showing. The one you are involved in are Tarzan, right? Right. Peter Pan was actually last winter, and uh, we usually do a fall show, a okay. winter show, and a spring show. Okay. And we also have... Um, an area in the east, which would be our Kingwood area, that ah, they okay. do shows as well. So there's so, usually about um, five shows a season, like a, a year, ah, from okay. fall to win- to spring. And they're all performed at different places, at different times in different places? Correct. Okay. So we have, I, if I scroll down now the page, uh, Shrek, uh, Tarzan, which, of course, you're involved in, uh, Christmas and Comfort. That is go- going to be our winter show, and okay. we're really excited about that one. It's um, just a great story that we're able to take to the community over Christmas time. Okay. Uh, James and the Giant Peach is coming up. I guess it looks like next May. Uh, and Singing in the Rain. Yes. Everybody loves yes. that one. Absolutely. Okay. Singing in the Rain will be in the on the east side in the Kingwood area, and uh, James and the Giant Peach will be b- being performed up in the north area. Okay. And so... Um, Tarzan will be here right next door to us at the Crichton Theater. Uh, James and the Giants Peach will be May the 18th to the 27th, also at the Crichton Theater. I believe so. That's that you, what it's saying. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Well, good. Well, we'll we'll get into Tarzan in, in just a little bit. Uh, uh, let's let's go back and kind of talk to each one of you. Uh, maybe Melody, you can start us off as a director. What what does a director do, and how did you get into this into that part of it? I, this is actually my first show with CYT to be directing. Ah. I started out as a choreographer, and I have choreographed probably 12 or 13 shows with CYT. And I just started um, directing, and it's been really fun. It's, uh, it's a lot of work to put it together. There's a lot of work that goes into it that the audience definitely doesn't see. And um, now, now, as an audience member, though, I'm not going to see any of the mistakes. Right. right. You'll, you'll see all of them. <laughs> that's, <laughs> right. So that's true. the plan. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, as a director, you see everything for sure. But um, I think the just the role of the director is to kind of help everyone come together in the same vision and put just a great show together. Okay, so now what does a director do uh, versus a choreographer? So what does a choreographer do, and then what does a director do? That's actually something I'm kind of in the process of learning. Okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> I've been used to being a choreographer, so this is my... Um, I've been a director with my own shows, and it's a little bit different than with CYT, so ah, this okay. is a new experience for me. I know. I mean, I have no experience in the theater, so I'm not sure a choreographer seems to me to be directing traffic, so to speak, especially uh, in dancing scenes. But director probably has everything, right? Music and sets and, and everything. I <clears throat> Every time I think of the director, especially with shows, my first image in my head uh, is Charlie Brown when nobody listens to him, <laughs> right? 
Okay, <laughs> every here's the script girl, and here's and and they start playing the song. Dun, 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 dun. So is that has that has that happened? <laughs> listen up and then nobody listens i would say definitely not that is no we've, we've got some good people <laughs> no that, that's true in case any of them are listening you have to <laughs> well i think for 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 the director or two yeah. it's important to just know that you know this is their their way of showing their artistic ability through the sets, through the costumes, mm. through the props, okay. um, where the children are um, blocked in scenes. These are just, this is their vision of how this show, um, how they see it, how they want it to go. And, it, and that what, that's what makes each show unique. You can see other Tarzan shows and where you might be hearing the same music or seeing the same lines. Right, it right. could be a totally different experience because of their vision and what they have brought to to that production. Okay. Well, now your role is show coordinator. How does that, how does that meld with direction and, and the would, other things? I would say that a show coordinator is uh, like a producer of the show. Ah, okay. So they pretty much help take care of um, the artistic team. They okay. help take care of the cast. They help take care of parent committees. Um, it's kind of one of those things that if it's, your problem, then it's my problem. <laughs> so <laughs> it's just something it. that it, you're kind of the go-to person and the communicator. And, um, yeah, I don't, that's as best so, as I can explain it. What, so what are, what is the average age roughly of the participants within a production like Tarzan? So CYT has classes that begin at age five ah, and okay. our productions actually begin at age eight and then they all go through 18. So okay. uh, classes from five to 18 and shows eight to 18. And so you have not, not only uh, learning lines and delivering lines and learning songs and delivering songs and sets and everything else, but you have uh, driving issues because you're depending on other people to parents. have them, yeah, yeah yes. parents, yes. getting them to the theater, parents getting them to, to the practice involved. on time. Yeah. Exactly, right. exactly. Yes. It is definitely a um, a family affair. Right. You, you, you just have to help each other out and support each other. Okay. Okay, so director and show coordinator. So what about the vocal director? Uh, what the is, vocal what is your director's role? job is to make sure that everybody knows the notes and the rhythms and can sing the songs and blends the ensemble together to make it powerful and... Um, just make sure that everybody feels confident in okay. what they're singing on stage because these are young children and we want to make sure that they feel really good about um, what they're able to do out there. So, okay. Mm -hmm. And easy, hard? It can be challenging. Uh. <laughs> Bill Collins' music is sort of challenging for eight-year-olds, but, you know, we, we, it's, it's fun, though. It's a lot of fun because especially with the energy in this music that we're doing for Tarzan, I mean, the kids just love it. And okay. I mean, they get to do some outstanding dancing and, and just it's just fun for them. And so it's neat to be part of that. And so and so as the vocal director, so you mm -hmm. have movement and not not just so the delivery of lines or delivery of songs, but also then the movement and well, part of the coordination. Melody is choreographing as well. And we have a, an assistant director who's helping with that as well, Hannah. Um, so my job is not necessarily with the choreography, but it does involve the choreography in that the kids have to be able to sing while they're moving. So uh -huh. it's kind of that training of the aerobic part of singing while they're jumping up and down and acting like apes. We have to make sure they <laughs> still sound good. So, you know. Well, and you mentioned that, uh, that there are 47 cast members. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, is there ever a point in time where all 47 are on stage participating at the same time? Yeah, we call those ensemble numbers. Wow. And how many of those are in the in this um, piece? There could be up to seven or eight. It really depends on how the blocking goes. I know we're going to have several where everybody's on stage, so it'll be really great. Okay. Okay. So. Well, we're going to go to the, um, uh, the bottom of the hour. We're going to have a, a short break uh, to, talk, uh, to talk about weather and, and traffic. Uh, so when we come back, we'll continue our discussion uh, with Melody and Ashley and Jenny um, uh, that are the directing team, the core, the creative team uh, for the CYT production of Tarzan. Uh, you're listening to The Good News Show. We'll see you on the other side of the break. This is Rick TRC. Every Monday through Friday from 3 to 7, I play today's country hits on my show, Afternoons with Lone Star. The type of music that makes you want to get off your seat, stomp your feet, sing along at the top of your lungs, and not care who hears on Lone Star Community Radio, Conroe's FM 104.5 and 106.1, and as always on worldwide, IRLoneStar.com. A Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936 647 3776 to take your first step into the radio world. Welcome back to the Good News Show, broadcasting on Lone Star Community Radio. We're on 104.5 and 106.1. Uh, we're also streaming live on IRLoneStar.com. Uh, in the studio, we have the the creative team, the director and the vocal director and the show coordinator for the upcoming production of Tarzan and many other productions to follow. The most immediate one uh, is for Tarzan, and this is the Christian Youth Theater, uh, CYT. Um, one of the things we were talking about just as we were coming about the break is somebody who has not ever been associated or affiliated with any theatrical performance or coordination at all uh, is how do you go about doing that? What's the process uh, that you go through to say, you know, I have this idea. Why don't we do this show? Uh, why don't you walk us through and kind of take us through what that process of selecting and talking about it? Is it by committee? Is there is there individuals? Uh, how do you go through uh, selecting it and calling for auditions and scripting and music and coordinates? So, how does that process even begin? Well, we have a wonderful um, artistic director. Uh, her name is Mary Yost, and uh, she's known in this community as well. Um, she helps us with picking the shows that we're going to do for hmm. the year. Okay. So we usually have those laid out for the year between our fall, winter, and spring show. Um, she goes through that and kind of almost... Uh, you know, almost the year before, she kind of okay. decides uh, what shows we might be uh, interested in. And then she looks for the rights to those shows, trying to figure out, you know, are they available? Can we put them on stage? Um, so what what's the process of getting, obtaining the rights? Is it, does it vary from uh, right holder to right holder? Yes, there, okay. are, there are different um, production companies that you would go to and um, see about obtaining those rights. Um and 
after that, she looks for a team, her artistic team. Okay. She tries to decide um, who's available, who's interested in, in working with the kids and, and producing a show for CYT. Um, so, so as you as a team may or may not be on the next production, correct. for example, you correct. may may have other members of the team that come together to do the production. And we actually like it that way. Mm -hmm. okay. um, it's something that keeps things fresh. Um, it keeps things from being stagnant and where you would maybe um, see the same type production over and over mm, again. Okay. Because like we talked about before, there's, right. there's so many different um, artistic abilities that just can come through on a stage. And so we like, we like mixing that up. We like changing out our directors, our, our assistant, assistant directors, our vocal directors, our choreographers. Okay. Um, that makes it really fun. And so each time you are put on a team, you, you learn each other. You learn how to um, communicate with each other and try to get the vision that they have and, okay. and work on um, giving that to the kids and, okay. and bringing about that vision. So, so you're running about a year in advance. And then so the first thing is to once the rights are obtained is you form this team. Correct. The directorial team. I don't know if there's a formal name. I mean, we call them the, call art the creative artistic team. team. Artistic team. Mm -hmm. So, so then that's decided next, mm -hmm. right? Okay. And then usually the artistic team will work, you know, several months in advance to um, get go through the script and, and figure out um, size-wise what you can maybe try to pull from in your cast. And, okay. Um, so, so with the script then, uh, when you obtain the rights, is there a script that comes along with that? Yes. Okay, so there's a script. And, and how much... Um, how much artistic leeway do you have? Is it can it vary from? I'll let Melody take that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So I didn't know if, if it said you know you have the rights to this thing and you must adhere to this script and must not vary from it. So I didn't know. Yeah, when yeah, you so. get a script, you can't change any of the lines. You oh, can't. Really? The kids have to say exactly what it says. They can't add a word or take away a word. It has to be exactly what it says in the script. Wow. As far as so no ad delivery, libbing at all. No, um, we might add like if there's a group scene and there's a big party going on, there are cheers and stuff, but we will never change the lines in the script. And um, the leeway that you have with it and what it what makes it a different show from another group that's done that same show is the delivery and it comes through in the vision with the choreography and the costumes and things like oh. that. Okay, so so if the so the script um, involves not just words, but also then the songs. So this one, uh, we're gonna kind of jump around from general to the specific. So the, this Tarzan production's got Phil Collins. Mm -hmm. Are there other Tarzan productions that have other other songs as a part of them? Or is this the only, the only uh, set of songs that come with a Tarzan production? Well, this Tarzan production is the Disney Tarzan, so it's based on the animated movie. Gotcha. Okay. And so um, it was when Disney took it to Broadway, and it actually has more songs in it than um, what is in the animated movie. I really ah. love the new songs that are in this one. Okay. Um, but if you were doing Disney's Tarzan, you would do this script. So ah. if there were like a straight play Tarzan, maybe, that someone else wrote or ad adapted the story, right. then you might get different songs or different lines. But if you're doing Disney's Tarzan, it would be this script. Okay. All right. So so in this case, you've, you've obtained the rights from Disney. Mm -hmm. uh, so Disney and their production uh, coming out of the animated uh, show become a, became a broad, 
play Correct. show. Mm -hmm. And then you're getting that script and the associated. Uh, so, but if somebody else wanted to do another version of the Tarzan, perhaps based on the book or, yeah. or, or the, uh, what was the show? Was it a 70s show where they had Tarzan and. <laughs> the black and white. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's probably before the 70s. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm kind of dating myself. Anyway. Uh, <clears throat> so this one was obtained then from, so, so you now uh, have the rights, you have the script, strict adherence to the script. And so now what's, what's the next step? Well, we go through the audition process mm -hmm. and okay. we um, put out, you know, dates and find locations to, to have those auditions. Um, that's a long weekend sometimes where we'll have um, vocal auditions on Friday nights. Mm. And then uh, Saturday we have dance auditions. So kids come back Saturday to do a dance audition. And then we have callbacks. So uh, okay. some some. People that have auditioned, we'd like to see them a little bit more in a certain character. Okay. Um, maybe mix, you know, see the chemistry between two characters. That would be our callback process. Um, and once that is over, we have deliberations. And we just, okay. as as the artistic team, um, they go back and forth on just what their thoughts are on how to cast the show. We do a lot okay. of praying. Um, we basically give our shows over to God and and... Okay. Want it cast according to his will, which is best for um, not only the team and the, the show, but for each family member, each 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 cast member that we have brought to us. So, so how do you make the auditions known? How, how would people find out about those? Our website is um, full of information. It's www.cythouston.org. Okay. And um, each show has a show page. Um, so our Kingwood uh, East Side has their show page, and they have all their audition information and rehearsal schedule posted. And then um, the North Side has their shows, um, audition information, and, and schedule. And um, you know the, the, those things change each time. So it's something that you want to you know kind of keep going back to the the their website to find out the okay. location might be different or there was the schedule might be a little bit different, but okay. um, we try to give everybody all of the information up front before they audition so that they know exactly what they're, what they're getting into. Okay. Yeah, sure. So, so it's cythouston.org. So if you're, if you're listening, if you're uh, streaming us live, you can actually go over now and you can see all the productions that are upcoming. There's classes, there's camps also associated with these. Now are these classes and camps, are they, uh, lead-ins, or are they, uh, um, are they separate? So are these, will a subset of the class or the camp come into a particular production? They are separate. So okay. you can take a class on uh, vocals. You could take a class on musical theater. Um, you could take a specialty class that's about a technical um, side of theater, props, making props. Uh -huh. um, Makeup. Makeup, right. There's All kinds of stuff. Lots okay. of different classes. So anyone that's interested in theater, the classes are a wonderful way to get started. And then doing a show is just kind of icing on the cake. Ah, that okay. Point. Now, are you working with, uh, with different um, youth groups and churches or different schools to be able to make aware uh, the, all of the upcoming uh, productions and classes and camps and so forth or there we do have a school um day show liaison who helps to mm. helps us with um filling our school day shows so okay. we will have school day shows for this area november 10th um so it's a friday morning okay at the Crichton, and um so anyone interested in finding out more about that they can um email uh me or uh genie at cythouston.org and uh, we can get them lined up for that um, we do have 
uh, flyers, um, business cards, things that, that will help promote our show. Okay. And um, try to get the information out to the community that way. Okay. And for, for everyone listening, again, you're listening to the Good News Radio uh, show here, um, broadcasting out of Conroe. We will put on our Facebook page uh, a link to the CYT Houston, uh, which will have, will your uh, email address be on the website? It is on, on, on the show page. On yeah, the, on show, the page. Tarzan okay. show page. So then on the mm-hmm. Tarzan show page, if you're interested in upcoming camps and shows, uh, future productions, then you will be able to have that from our Facebook uh, page. And it'll get, again, it's cythouston.org. Uh, um, so, so now we have, uh, we, we've chosen the show, we've obtained the rights, we've got uh, the beginnings of, uh, uh, of the creative team, uh, we've made our audition call, we're working our way through. So then what, what next, ne- once we've decided, uh, here, here's my group of kids, so what, what, comes, what comes next? Rehearsal. <laughs> <laughs> and, so, and so generally, about how many rehearsals are there? For Tarzan, how about how many rehearsals were Usually there? Prior? About eight or nine weeks, depending on what ah. the what the distance between the audition time and the and the show time is. Yes. So okay, so it's twice a week, Fridays mm-hmm. and Saturdays. Okay, for about eight weeks. Wow. Okay, that did again not coming that from a theater. Like a lot. That's I was not really say, a lot. I was going to say exactly <laughs> the opposite. That didn't sound like a lot. I mean, it seems yeah. like that there uh, a lot of times the kids are probably having to do all of their lines and rehearsals mm-hmm. and memorization and so forth are going to be off offline before they get to the to the production show so uh that that's quite a bit of work and so eight weeks roughly generally yep okay so now you're you're working your way through um uh, the rehearsals uh about how many times does it happen that somebody has to drop and you have to have a replacement is that is that common or is that uncommon it's, it- it's not very common okay um the kids, I would say, you know, it has happened. It has happened that, you know, something, you know, for whatever reason, um, they may have to drop the show. But it, it's very uncommon. Um, they, The kids just come and have such a great time. They just love being having call time to come. And um, we do lots of fun things other than just doing the show. You know, we, we do okay. lots of rehearsing, but we also have a <laughs> lot of fun, fun things that we do. And, um, yeah. I was going to say, as yeah, a mom, sure. I have three children that are involved in, in CYT. Okay. And my oldest, this is her 10th show that she's in right now. And I think um, for them, it wouldn't matter what part they had. I mean, they would just be there because this is their second family. They love their friends. They, I mean, they make them so quickly because theater is such a transparent art form. I mean, you mm. just have to be really raw when you're there. And, and um, you know, the joy is so palpable in the room. And uh-huh. they just have so much fun together that... I think dropping is kind of a non-issue once they get started with the show. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, so, so you're working your way through. You're 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 rehearsing. You're uh, you're you're coming up uh, on the showtime. So, so what what happens after say the the last couple of auditions? Is there uh, are there dress rehearsals? Uh, so what's the sort of ramp up lead into the showtime? So we'll have what we call Tech Week, and that's just when it's full on every day at the theater. We move all our sets in the first day. We work out lighting. We work out everything. We try to get everything done on that first day. Usually it's a train wreck at first. (laughs) (laughs) It's just um, full on at the theater all week doing nothing but theater, which I think is fun. Some people think it's exhausting, (laughs) which it can be. 
but it's a really great experience and that's how we prepare for the shows. So, so now at what point do the things like sets, when are they built? So we have parent committees that ah. um, help us with these, these big items. So our kids are rehearsing and they're doing their part and we have the, the lifeblood of CYT to make sure everything gets there on stage are our parent committees. Ah, okay. So okay. we have um, parent volunteers that help with our sets, help with our costumes, help with props. Um, we have parent committees that help us with um, things for, for the show, the ticketing, the souvenirs, concessions. Um, we actually have a team that helps feed us at rehearsals, our hospitality mm. team. So um, <laughs> there's a place for every parent to find something to help with. And um, it, it just it's something that, you know, Ashley talked about it being her children's you know, 10th show. Or mm -hmm. I, my children have been in it for a long, long time. And um, it sounds like a lot for parents, but actually it's just something that we enjoy doing. We love put, doing this and pulling together. And um, it's we are CYT. We are mm -hmm. family. Yeah. Okay, good, good. Well, we're going to take a, a quick break uh, for, uh, for some sponsors and some upcoming shows. Uh, you're listening to the Good News Program with Ted Cox. We have the creative team for, uh, for CYT's upcoming production of Tarzan in Studio. We'll see you after the break. Montgomery County, it's me, C.C. Holmes. And I would personally like to take this time to invite you, that's right, you, to join me every Saturday and Sunday from 3 until 7 p.m. where I will bring you the very best, the very best of smooth jazz, classic jazz, and indeed, yes, the soulful sounds of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. So come along and get jazzy with me, that's right, jazzy, <laughs> right here, of course, on Conroe's 104.5 and 106. 6.1 FM or worldwide at IRLongstar.com. Welcome back to the Good News Show with Ted Cox. Uh, again, we have in our studio a very exciting uh, upcoming production of Tarzan by the Christian Youth uh, Theater. Uh, we were just talking about as we were, we'll tell you all about uh, at the top of the air, we'll tell you all about where to get tickets and when the showtimes are and so forth. But in this uh, in this segment, as we lead up to the top of the hour, the two o'clock hour, uh, we want to talk about some of the special effects and some of the things that you're going to see here. And, and maybe a few of the stories around uh, the production, either this one or others that were funny or unexpected or or maybe even embarrassing. I think those are those are the fun things that we <laughs> on the outside always want to hear because and sitting in the audience, we always see sort of a flawless per, uh, performance, and but we know better. And so, <laughs> so let's talk about those. First, I know that you want to talk a little bit about the special effects uh, that are involved in this upcoming production of Tarzan. So one of the things that makes this show really fun is they get to fly. And so we have a company come in, they hook up wires in the theater, and we fly the kids. And we're, there's going to be uh, vines just hanging down that they're going to be climbing all over. There's just, it's a really athletic, really fun show to watch. So knowing those special effects were coming up, how did, how did that play into your selection of the person or people who would be flying? I don't know how many people, how many people fly? I know Tarzan probably does. Is yes, Tarzan, Jane gets to fly. 
um, Tarzan's ape friend, Turk, gets to fly. And then at the beginning of the show, um, we have young Tarzan and young Turk, and they get to fly also. Okay. Now, are they, how are they hooked up? Is it, describe the sort of setup. Is it a harness or is it? Yeah, they have a harness. They have to have uh, specially made costumes so that they have a loop coming out of their costumes so we can hook them up. So the costume ladies have to work around that. And yeah, it's a harness. It's usually very uncomfortable. <laughs> and okay. So, so when we're sitting in the audience watching this, our, our thought should be, this is not easy. Oh, yeah. Being backstage, you'll see people coming off crying because these harnesses are so tight. Um, but at the same time, when you're flying through the air, you don't really notice. It's, it's just fun, and it's fun for the audience. How are they lifted? We have uh, volunteer dads who come in. And uh, we try to just get a bunch of strong guys. And we okay. usually, I think there's usually two guys per rope. So two guys on one person. Okay. And they also go through a training process yes. before, you know, during tech week. And they have pretty strict training they have to go through. Yes. First. The, the people pulling yes. are the ones that, okay. So and the flyers. So, yes. And the flyers. Mm-hmm. So, so in this, uh, this warm up, the, these, uh, these strong dads. Uh, do, are they lifting something else before they start? You start attaching kids to the other side of the. Are there boxes of I sugar sure or something? Because so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking here. Here's a new dad, and he's like, hey, I'll volunteer, and you hook the kid up, and then all of a sudden he's not really qualified to be lifting people. So, well, I think it, <laughs> to me, when I first saw it, it was kind of a surprise for me to see backstage how it. It's not so much of a, a lifting as it is a pulling or a oh, okay um, okay the counterweight you, it's right counterweight, counterweight so thing. You may even yeah. the dads may be up high oh. and jump down to bring oh, the kids up gotcha. kind of in a fashion that you know might be a little more dramatic <laughs> fashion to do that. But um, so it's a little bit different than oh. what you might think. When yeah, you yeah. Think of them, you know, having to fly kids around. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because that that's what I'm thinking. I mean, the picture in my mind would be you know, for them to almost just be pulled from, from one. So, so are these kids that are flying, are, are they uh, off? What is it? Harness? Are they off harness? And then they need to be hooked up in the same sort of performance string. So they have to be hooked up. Do, does, a, does someone else within the performance hook them? Uh, and then how do they come off? How, how, what's the process of getting them acting and singing, hooked up, flying, and then what else? I, that's just I, something. I just can't imagine how that is pulled off. Yeah, it it can be tricky. It's something you have to work into the blocking to make it run smoothly. I've seen a lot of shows where um, you just kind of wait for them to get unhooked. So mm. you have okay. to you have to really work the blocking well around it so that they come down and it's it just transitions smoothly into the next spot. Um, a lot of times you have to hook and unhook them several times during a scene because when they're hooked up, they can only stay on one line straight across the stage. Okay. So usually we'll have someone on stage just to quickly unhook them so they can finish their scene. Okay. And what's, so what's blocking then for those of us who are not in a theater? Blocking is just telling everyone where to stand oh. during a scene. Okay. So you have everybody stationed and Tarzan's about to, now how do they swing? So, so I can see going up, but how, how does the swinging, are they swinging from one place to another? Yeah, they'll be swinging across the stage. I'm not sure how that works exactly, how the ropes all work. 
I guess we'll get training on that. that. (laughs) And when's the production again? So our, our productions are November 10th, 11th, and 12th. Okay. And our tech week will be the week before that. So we'll have the um, FX is coming in to help train us and get ah, us. Ah, um, okay. So have you had? So you haven't had a, a first rehearsal yet. We have not. Ha- we've had a first rehearsal. Or, or a, we haven't had flying. any tech rehearsals ah, yet. Gotcha. So that doesn't happen until gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. we're almost finished with the rest of the rehearsal. Okay. So you you should be sitting here asking me then the questions because you have, probably have the same questions, right? How, how does all this, how is this all this <laughs> going to work technically and specifically? A, a little bit of faith we have to <laughs> trust in. So at, at this point uh, in the production, uh, prayers increase. Is that- Absolutely. <laughs> I know mine do. <laughs> all right. Well, well what are some, uh, you, you've been around now for a few productions and uh, as a mom and, and as a coordinator. So share with us and share with the audience some of the funny things that have happened. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> one of my funny memories last spring, we did Chitty Chitty Bang Bang next door. Oh. And we were, I think the night before the show opened and I was up in the booth watching, making sure everything ran okay. And for some reason, nobody had noticed before we had a, um, if anybody saw the show, we had a rolling um, projections going on in the background and they were at the beach side. So it was a rolling oh. beach side scene and everything. And all of a sudden in the middle of the run of the show, here comes this lady in her bikini walking across our projection screen. She was on the video and we not noticed her. The kids are on stage going, what is that? There's this like 20 foot tall lady walking across the stage. It was pretty funny. A little bit of a quick fix there we had to pull, but that was funny. At least there was no audience there. That was good. That's true. Oh, things like um, set pieces falling over in the middle of, of live audience shows and all kinds of stuff. I know last year um, our Baroness... She she got very energetic about pushing away from her screen. And so one time she pushed away from her screen and the screen flew into the audience. Thankfully, there was no one oh. sitting in those seats right there. Right. But it was like, whoa, projectile <laughs> furniture so, in the middle of the of the show. So you never know. Live theater, anything can happen. So I think yeah. one of my funniest yeah. stories were I was working backstage um, helping with props. And yeah. there were two... Um, cast members that were supposed to be um, holding up a newspaper and the idea was that they were kind of smooching behind this newspaper mm-hmm. and the uh, the actor ran on stage it was a really quick he had to you know change costumes really fast and get quick on stage and he was supposed to grab this newspaper from the props area right and he got on stage without the newspaper and so Uh-oh. it was like, <laughs> what are now they going what? to do now? <laughs> so I had to laugh because the um, the female cast member that was supposed to be behind that newspaper, she was on the other side of the stage. Well, she quickly like ran backstage, bring me the newspaper, give me the newspaper, give me the newspaper. So she like grabbed the newspaper. <laughs> so she was able to take it on stage and they were able to pull that scene off. So it was just kind of funny to see what the kids sometimes have to Think on their um, think feet. Think on their feet yep. and figure out, okay, I forgot this. I need to do something. Wow. Uh, I think my favorite was during, we did the Drowsy Chaperone, mm. which already is just a hilarious show. <laughs> right. And it was our final show and someone hit against the wall when they were backstage and a picture frame fell down and just shattered all over <laughs> the stage. And so the lead character 
during his, he had this long monologue and during the whole monologue, he was just sweeping up glass the whole time. <laughs> and it was hilarious. The audience loved it. <laughs> it worked out. Funny. And as, a, and as an audience member, you are, you're like, oh, that was good. <laughs> and as an audience member, you may not know that. Well, you may not planned. know. You're like, that's wonderful. <laughs> and then you come back from the matinee on Sunday and you go, that didn't happen. You're right. <laughs> I remember we had a, I was the props mistress for Mary Poppins. And we did that a couple of years ago. And there was a, talking about things shattering. Do you remember the last show of Mary Poppins? And we had this vase that we yeah. had very strategically made like a special effects vase that was supposed to break. And then we would put it back together after every show. On the last show, the way that they broke it on stage, it shattered into a bazillion pieces. Uh, and I remember thinking, I'm so glad that's the last show because right. there's <laughs> no way we could recover that base. Well, you're listening to The Good News Show, uh, broadcasting out of uh, downtown Conroe uh, on 104.5 and 106.1. You're listening to the creative team, the artistic team from the CYT production of the upcoming production of Tarzan. Uh, we we're just talking a little bit about some of the fun things now. Uh, before we go uh, to to break, uh, in just a couple of minutes, we'll we'll ask them. That was the that was the easy part. So tell us about one of the more embarrassing times. <laughs> ah, for us or the kids? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the nice part about our job is when they hit the stage, we don't have to worry about being embarrassed anymore. It's all on them. No. Well, I think. Well, yeah, you have kids in. So what was did, did they did oh, they run across something? My daughter had an embarrassing moment last fall. <clears throat> she had a mic malfunction backstage. And um, they were trying to fix her mic. And she kept saying, I need to go. I need to go. She she had, um, she was two characters that had quick changes through the whole show. She was constantly back and forth between quick changes when you have to change costumes, back, mm -hmm. like in the in the wing of the theater. Gotcha. So she was trying to do a quick change and they got her to do her mics. And she started to do the mic, but she hadn't done the quick change yet. And so she was in the wrong costume when she came out. And she, so she was just not going to go out. And, and I was back there going, oh, what's she going to do? And somebody else in the cast kind of just went, it's your turn, go, and pushed her out on stage <laughs> in the raw costume. And she literally, like, looked at the audience and just ran straight across the stage <laughs> to the other side. Now, she's very easygoing, so she was fine. But it was pretty funny. So nothing that's like an good, embarrassing moment. Nothing like <laughs> good not friends. supposed to be here. So, <laughs> so I, I know that we also have a... Um, a strike party at the very end. Mm -hmm. And sometimes our embarrassing moments can happen when the cast has decided to do a skit um, <laughs> that maybe makes fun of the artistic team in some way. And it's it goes back and forth. We can find things that we can make poke fun at too that just over the process of, of the rehearsals and shows that some fun things that happen that we might come up with a, a little skit and reenact for everybody at the very last and just nothing like getting roasted. Uh -huh. yes. Well, now all the, yes. okay, well, let's go. We have to go to a break at the top of the hour here. Um, you are listening to the good news show with Ted Cox, with the production team, the artistic team from CYT's production of Tarzan. We'll talk to you after the break. Hey guys, I'm Joey Savage. Corey DLG. We are nerd thug radio. Catch us every Monday from 1 to 3, and check out our website, nerdthugradio.com. We like to talk about quilting, horseback riding, and baking quiche. Actually, we don't, but we do like talking nerdy to you. That's right. Every Monday from 1 to 3 p.m., hashtag talking nerdy to you. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5 and 106.1 and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. 
contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936-647-3776. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out IRLoneStar.com sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776. Welcome back to the Good News Program. We're in our final uh, couple of segments with uh, the artistic team from the Christian Youth Theater. Their, their upcoming uh, production, although they have a number of productions during the course of this year, is Tarzan, uh, and it's going to be playing at the Crichton Theater. Uh, the, the address for the Crichton Theater, if you're not familiar with Conroe, is uh, 234 Main Street. Uh, here in Conroe is 77301, and uh, you can go and check out <clears throat> all the performances, all the upcoming shows, all the classes that they have and the, and the camps uh, on cythouston.org. And we'll, of course, post all of this on our Facebook page at the conclusion uh, of the show today. Uh, so we were talking a little bit about funny stories and embarrassing stories. So I think we still have one more, maybe embarrassing or funny. You can tell any story that you would like um, uh, about any of the productions that you've been involved in. Melody. Well, I... You kind of, when it's live theater, you see everything happen. I've seen uh, costumes falling off, people forgetting <laughs> lines. And um, several times I've, I've seen uh, people forgetting lines. And there was one scene where the person who was supposed to be leading that scene completely forgot everything. And so one of the other characters just had to step in and lead the entire scene, say all of the other characters' lines and their own lines. And it was really interesting. I don't know that the audience even knew that that was happening. I definitely knew, but uh, it was really interesting to see that happen. But thankfully, the, the person who stepped in was a very good actor. So Now, how many times has something either embarrassing or funny or unexpected the vase shattering and all of those things. How many times has that happened in which audience members would have come up to you afterwards and said, that was weird, unexpected. I didn't see that before. Has anybody ever noticed it after a show? Hardly ever. Mm -hmm. It's usually just the artistic team that notices the audience is just there for a show. So um, there's all kinds of mistakes that we see, but the audience wouldn't notice. Okay. Yeah, I always I, I <clears throat> have seen a number of performances, but I've never seen the same performance twice. So I would not know. Was it different? Was it you know? Was there a <laughs> flub? Was there something dropped that shouldn't have been dropped, or a funny thing? So, uh, well, and again, we were talking a little bit about at the break. So we uh, uh, probably a lot of people are familiar uh, with the uh, the the story of Tarzan. But so walk us through uh, each each one of you can add the different elements of of yours. Walk us a little bit through about the story of Tarzan. What's the story that's going to be told? Uh, and then maybe how are, what are some of the songs? How are the, some of the songs uh, integrated into there to help tell the story? Um, well, it so starts out as with Tarzan is uh, young and growing up with his ape family. 
um, which gives a lot of opportunity for really cool movement. I think as a choreographer, there's, it's really visually fun to watch because it's all the ape movement Mm. and um, he kind of grows up with them and really the story is mostly told through music. It's, yeah, I think a lot of the character development definitely comes in the music. Mm-hmm. So the lines are kind of secondary to the music in this show. So um, the young Tarzan character, mm-hmm. there's a beautiful character development that happens. He has a solo that's not in the animated film that is just gut-wrenching. I mean, I, I would expect there to be many wet, you know, tears on that one because he's just questioning where where he's supposed to go. I mean, he's being kicked out of his ape family because he's growing up and he doesn't you know, really fit in. And, and so he doesn't know what to do with himself. So there's a lot of soul searching in that. And at a young age, it's kind of hard, hard to watch that on Mm. stage. But then he develops into this um, brawny man who who helps protect his family, the ape family, right? And so, so the young, the, the, the young Tarzan, uh, where do we find him as the story begins? How young? How young is oh, he? Oh, he's the baby when the story begins. Okay, so he's a baby because the shipwreck happens at the very beginning, where the the parents are shipwrecked on the okay. island. So, um, and then we have the villain, the leopard, so, <laughs> a beautiful dancer who's going to be the leopard, and um, the leopard steals Tarzan's parents, and it's really sad. But then he gets adopted into the ape family. So okay, and what what uh, how how does he begin to? Uh, realize something is different. Uh, what are how how does that how does that begin to develop? He as uh, when he's young, he gets picked on a lot by the other mm. apes. Okay, and he just gets bullied and just starts to realize that he's different. And one of my favorite characters uh-huh. um, is Kerchak. He's the the leader of the apes. He's the big silverback ape that leads, and. He actually has a really cool development. Um, he loses his son at the beginning, and the mother thinks that Tarzan is replacing their son, and he just kind of becomes angry huh, and kind okay. of bitter about it. And he's just a really cool character, and he kind of um, throws Tarzan out of the pack because he thinks that Tarzan is going to hurt his family. So um, that's when Tarzan really realizes that he's different and... Um, then ends up growing up away from his family with just with his mother. Um, and as he grows like into manhood, he I think he starts to accept more who he is. And then he meets Jane. And once he meets her, she kind of starts to teach him what it is to be human. Okay. So it's a really cool character development with Tarzan. You see him from a baby all the way to finally discovering that he's human and like finding his people. So it's a, it's a great story. Um, how many sets are there? Where uh, you can do whatever you want with the sets. Okay. Our set is just going to be one static set. It's not going to move oh, okay. the whole time, um, which is usually what I like to do for shows. Cause it's just simpler. You don't have to wait for the sets to be changed. So it makes a, a smoother show. Okay. And, and so now uh, you, we've developed him from uh, from baby into growing through his teen. And so what does that look like? What, how does he begin to discover that he being human with Jane, how does that sort of in, in the way without trying to give too much away? Of course, people probably don't know a lot of the story. But so how does that how does the story end? 
Um, at the end, well, we we see a villain come in, um, Clayton. He's the hunter. He's actually there to hunt the apes. And ah, okay. you, you see a conflict in Tarzan of staying with his ape family or going with the humans. And at the end, um, Jane decides to stay with him. And yeah, that's, that's so, it. And um, how does the music tell, tell that story? What are some of the songs and what, how does the music help? You say the, the music is kind of developing Mm-hmm. the story along rather than much of the, of the much of the dialogue. Yeah. So, so how does that, so, what, what will people be expecting to see as they, they well, see they'll the definitely see like two worlds and strangers like me and, and the big trash in the camp, the big scat thing at the beginning of opening of act two, um, all the things that are very popular from the um, animated film. But um, there's a duet that's really sweet between Kerchak, the, the silverback and Kala, who's Tarzan's mother. Um, and it's, it kind of reminds me of, of just old married couple, you know, they kind of, <laughs> they talk to each other. It's really endearing. It's sweet. Oh no, you do this. Oh no, I don't do that. Yes, you do. You know, this kind of thing back and forth. And you just kind of get to the heart of who they are as characters. So there's that song that I, I think is really endearing. Okay. The song at the beginning that young Tarzan sings is a really sweet song as well. And then um, Jane, when she is introduced, she has a really neat song because she's such a, she's so different than a Disney princess, you know, she's, mm. she's got a brain on her shoulders and she's not afraid to use it. You know, she's a scientific girl. And so there's this song at the end of act one where she first lands on the island and she comes out and she's exploring all oh. of the the beautiful creatures and the vegetation and everything that is on the island. And she's using all these like real Latin terms for, for what she's in, you know, seeing yeah, and, yeah. you know, and I won't give it away no, much yeah. of the plot, but anyway, it's just very interesting because she's very different than your typical heroine in a Disney film. And I think that song that introduces her is really cool that way. So. Okay. Um, now, you, we made reference, of course, this is a Disney production. It's the Broadway production based off the animated. Would you recommend that people see the animated uh, program or the, the movie prior or not? Would you, because for example, uh, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen the animated so I would have no clue. That's the reason I'm probably asking you. A lot of people core. are. I know. How can you not have people, seen a Disney movie? Uh, I've seen Disney movies. Um, I've but, seen every Disney movie. So. But but for those of us who haven't, uh-huh. uh, as wretched as we are, uh, <laughs> and uh, I'm sure that's a quite a commentary on my on my personhood. But uh, uh, no, no I mean, I'm kidding, of course. But um, for those of us who haven't, who would not be familiar. Would it help to see it if if you hadn't seen the production, or would you rather your audience, if they hadn't seen it, to come and see your production of it, your interpretation of it? What? Because again, think, I'm speaking as someone who's not seen it, so mm-hmm. I, it, to me, it would be all new. Right. So. I think I prefer if I'm going to see a show, I like to see it fresh without knowing anything. Of okay. course, I'm a theater person, so I'll go see a show and then go watch the movie and then go see the show again. Okay. Um. But I, it's going to be a totally different experience, the show from the live. So um, whatever way you want to do it, definitely see both. Okay, yeah, because I know that uh, so many times, uh, I, so many people, say, I've read the book and I see the movie and I'm either disappointed in one or it wasn't like the other. And I, I just thought if, if people hadn't seen the Tarzan movie or animation, uh, animated fe- feature of it, uh, again, would... Would they be, would they be sort of uh, torn at which one they may like or disappointed in one or not disappointed? I think in the they're other. enough different so. yet still the same. I mean, there's so much more 
character development. Any, and I could, I think this is pretty much true of any Disney Broadway that I've seen. Like they just do a really good job of extending and not making it the same, you know, when they put it on stage. Okay. So I think if you were to see the animated feature first, it gave you an idea of the storyline, but you're going to get a lot more out of the characters when you see it on stage. Okay. Okay, good. All right. Well, again, you're listening to the Good News uh, Show. We're broadcasting out of Conroe on 104.5 FM and 106.1. We're talking with the creative team from uh, CYT. We'll be putting on Tarzan. When we come back from break, uh, we'll tell you all of the details on how to get tickets and uh, where to go to uh, with the movie time or the uh, the show times. Uh, and so join us again for the final parts. We tell you all about the production. See you on the other side of the break. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question, comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station on IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. Don't miss Lone Star Community Radio on TV and YouTube. Our talk show and music shows are featured on Our City TV, Suddenlink Channel 12, and have their own YouTube channel. Make sure to subscribe to keep up with posted shows and comment on them below the video. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available in Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936-647-3776 to take your first step into the radio world. Welcome back to the Good News Program. We... um are broadcasting out of uh, Conroe on 104.5, 106.1. We're streaming live on IRLoneStar.com. Uh, or you can also download our app and, and uh, stream us that way. Uh, in the studio with us for the final segment is the creative team, the artistic team for Christian Youth uh, Theater uh, and their upcoming production of Tarzan. Uh, so before we get to all the specifics, uh, I want to kind of pick up on the last bit of, of what we were talking about with regards to the music. So tell us a little bit about how the music and the songs are produced. Is it piped in? Is it live music? And tell us a, bit, a little bit about so how that So you can happens. do it either way, depending on the production. For this production, we're using tracks, which means that we're okay. going to have background tracks that the kids sing against. For young kids, I kind of prefer that because mm. they get an, a sense of the tempos and the things like that, that, that they are not going to change on them. They're going to be the same every time. So, um, so and the, the music for the show, I think I mentioned it's Phil Collins. Yes. And it has a really like kind of rock opera sort of a flavor to it. It's, yeah. it's really different than your typical Disney show. And uh, it just makes it very energetic, lots of percussion and things in, in the tracks, guitar and stuff like that that you hear that's not typical to an orchestra. So okay. it's, it's really fun. And so, okay, so the music is going to be, uh, as you say, tracked in or, or piped mm-hmm. in. Uh, and then the kids have who have learned their, their lines, of course, are singing over the top of 
the the music that will be yeah that we, we have a we'll have a soundboard operator who will mix their voices from the mics in with the the track and balance it in the house so that it is that difficult I think you have to have a good ear for it but fortunately okay. we have some parents that are really really um, good at it so it's nice yeah, yeah. so um, well, before again we give all the specifics on how to get the tickets what are what are some of the things that are coming up that we people who may be interested not only in Tarzan but the other ones. Um, what are some of the other productions that are coming up? Um, we have um, Shrek uh, Jr. in uh, the Kingwood area. Uh, they are having uh, eight performances, October 27th uh, through the November 5th weekends. And uh, they're they're working hard. They got started a little bit before us, and bless their hearts, they yeah, had— they're coming up. They with had Harvey a little, and, right. They had a little bit of a hiccup with Harvey and it kind of threw things off a little bit for them, but they are going strong and we're really looking forward to seeing that, that, that show. Um, okay. And that's going to be October the 27th through November the 5th. Right. So that's and, two weekends okay. of, of performances there. And, and it's going to be at the Charles Bender Performing Arts Center. And that's in, and where is that? It's actually I, I in actually the Kingwood area. It's Kingwood. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it's uh, 611 Higgins Street, and that's going to be in the Kingwood area. And again, for, for all of you who are listening or even streaming live, you can get this. Uh, all of the information we're talking about on cythouston.org. Uh, so we're this will be Shrek coming up October the 27th to the 5th, then your production of Tarzan. So talk a little bit about uh, how uh, the, the show times and how, how would someone go about getting tickets and ticket pricing and so forth. Um, so the best way to, to find out information is through the website, um, the cythouston.org. Uh, ticket prices there are $15, um, which is a bargain for sure. this type of production. Um, at the door, the ticket prices are $18. If you happen to know a cast member, uh, we're happy to help you get discount tickets. So they have $12 discount tickets through a cast member. So I um, encourage you to, to reach out to someone um, NCYT that can okay. help you with that. And then we also have our school day show, which will be the Friday, the November 10th, uh, for the school areas that would like to, uh, schools in the area that would like to bring class classes to um, the Crichton for a, a field day. Okay, so, and that's going to be Friday, November the 10th, and the show time is at 7 p.m.? For that, our opening night is 7 p.m. Okay, and, and so what's the school? Is the school... The school day shows are... Is it different? They are, yes. I believe okay. they'll be 9.30 and 11.30. Okay. Um, that's still a little bit tentative right now, but I believe that we'll have two school day shows uh, the Friday morning, and okay. then the kids will have a little bit of a break, and then they'll come back and get ready for their opening night, um, Friday night at 7 o'clock. Okay. It's our opening night. And so if there are school administrators or school folks that want to bring a group, how would they, how, sh how should they uh, contact CYT? Through email is the best way. Okay. There's also... Um, a, there's also a phone number on the website, um, D Willis. No, I'm sorry. It's D, uh, D E E D E E at cythouston.org is our, uh, liaison for the school day shows. Okay. So D at cythouston is another great way to, um, find out more about the school day shows. Okay. And so for the school day shows, that's going to be on Friday, um, November, November the 10th. 10th and with the times, yet to be posted. Uh, so what we'll do is we will uh, post on our Facebook page uh, that information as it becomes available along with the contact information uh, so that if school administrators or different school 
uh, folks in the in their uh, creative areas and so forth would like to come and see it, they can coordinate with that. Okay, so uh, what then uh, are the rest of the show times and show dates? So then we have two shows on Saturday, November 11th. We have a matinee at 2 o'clock and uh, a 7 o'clock show on Saturday as well. And then we have a matinee on Sunday, November 12th at 2 o'clock. And that will okay. be our last show, and then we will strike the set. <laughs> So, so you're ramping up, and you, you're going to have, with the school day shows, you'll have uh, four, six, five to six shows then as associated, right. associated with this one. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, and it looks like that um, you will be able to go to cythouston.org. Uh, the, the ticket prices are uh, $15 for the standard, 18 at the door, and a group discount or, or perhaps a friends, and, friends and family. Uh, is 12. And it looks like that you would be able to purchase the tickets directly from then the website. That's correct. Okay. Are, are there any other, uh, any other ways that they can get to, uh, to connect with you? Do you have a Facebook page? Uh, are there other ways that they would be able to connect other than the website if they? CYT Houston does have a Facebook page. Yes. Okay. So you could, um, you know, do a CYT Houston search for, for our Facebook page. And that's a great way to stay connected. Okay. All right, so the show times, let's just make sure we run over them. The, the, uh, uh, all of the information is on cythouston.org. Uh, the show times, uh, show days and show times, the first show will be uh, school days, which will be on a Friday uh, with the times to be determined soon. Uh, the first show then, the, the leadoff show, was going to be Friday, November the 10th at 7 uh, there's, there's a matinee show on Saturday at 2, which is the November the 11th. November the 11th also in an evening show is 7 p.m. Uh, and then November the 12th, which is that Sunday at 2 p.m. And you can purchase tickets uh, directly off of the website, which is cythouston.org. Uh, All right. And uh, so tell us a little bit about in just the, the remaining minutes that we have. Uh, tell us a little bit maybe about uh, some of the cast members that you, that you have. Uh, we, I know that they're, they're listed well, uh, we have on the a, website. So tell us about, about that, and we'll, we'll wrap things up in just a couple of minutes as we go into break at, two, at the 2.30 time frame. We have just a wonderful cast, a strong cast. We have a great mix of ages. We have um, some littles, uh, our 8-, 9-, 10-year-olds, and then we have uh, just about the same amount of middle-aged uh, kids, and then we have just about the same amount of um, older kids. So we've got a great mix of students this time around, and um, we look forward to um, doing awards for them at the end of our show. We They have ways of earning awards. Okay. Um, and will those be done... In public, or will they be done? They'll be done at our la at our at strike. So it'll be okay. basically just within the cast, um, kind of the party at the end. Uh, the artistic team decides on a few awards, kind of like a leapfrog award. Who has um, taken their character from one, you know, from the beginning to uh -huh. the to the end? Who did the most with that? Um, we have our screwball award, who maybe <laughs> risked life and limb to. Um, perform and, and have their This character. has got to be one of the people that gets hooked up to the, <laughs> to the harness. You'd be surprised. Um, we have, uh, some, those are some of the awards that our artistic team is that decides on. Then our cast also has an award that they award to one cast member that we call our Rose or Braveheart Award. And that is uh, voted on by the cast. Oh, okay. Um, and it is who they have decided that maybe has 
exhibited the most Christ-like um, character throughout ah, the okay. entire process, okay. and, and that's a that's an honor for someone to receive that. And, a, a big honor. Mm-hmm, it really is. Yeah. So uh, we'll we'll kind of end uh, in the last couple of minutes that we have with kind of where we began. Uh, so uh, while we've talked a lot about production and funny things that have happened and embarrassing things that have happened and how does music play and so forth. Um, I'd like to maybe get your each one of your final thoughts about CYT as an organization. Um, we'd mentioned that perhaps there was a need for families. There's certainly a call for anyone who wants to see it from an audience standpoint to please come and see the show. Uh, but so tell us a little bit of your, your sort of final thoughts about CYT. And if somebody is listening, while we've talked a lot about the funness, the fun of Tarzan and flying around and all of those sorts of things, uh, how would, what would be your uh, advice, your call for families who want to become uh, interested in participating in theater, uh, why CYT? And then perhaps any advice that you would be able to give them about how they would be involved with CYT and, and sort of embedded in that, sorry for the long question, but uh, certainly it is a, a Christian organization. Uh, would somebody have to be Christian in order to participate? So just any of those sorts of thoughts uh, as we uh, wind up the last couple of minutes. So I'll, wherever you <laughs> um, I just think that, that CYT is such a nurturing environment for children. And I believe that um, that my kids have become better people for being involved with CYT, for having the support of not only their friends that are involved, but also the adults that surround them with love and, and encouragement to become the people that Christ created them to be. So um, it's just, it's become another home for us. And I would encourage anyone out there that's looking for fellowship with other okay. um, people uh, that are of like interests, um, you know, theater people. <laughs> That's not necessarily things that, that quote unquote, normal people do in the world. <laughs> like not all of us want to go and build sets every Saturday, but, but, you know, like uh, the, the people that are, <laughs> that are into that kind of thing to find a fellowship with each other, people that have the same sorts of values and, right. and energy. And it's just really special. So if you find that you're looking for something like that in your life, I would highly encourage you to be on the lookout for CYT to be part of your life. Yeah, because there's probably lots of production companies that put on different mm-hmm. plays and musicals and so forth. But but CYT is distinctive in its in its Christian mission. Yes. Okay. So any your thoughts is encouraging people who want to become uh, part of this. You know, yeah. how would they do it, and what um, would you encourage them? I to do? started in CYT, and I think the coolest thing is you don't see any kids who don't have friends. You as soon as you walk in. Even if no one knows you, you'll be surrounded immediately by a bunch of other kids. And it's just really cool. And that's the best part of CYT to me. So it's okay. a really good thing to get involved in. Okay. Okay. Any- and I was I was thinking kind of the same thing. I've had many parents come to me and say, um, I'm so glad we are a part of this now. My, my child really just didn't know where they fit in. Okay. Um, and I, we come here and we and I can see him be himself or I can see her be mm. herself. She just is able to relax and be herself and have a good time. And I think CYT kids, a lot of times just they they do love and support each other and encourage one another to um, they're, they're not worried about the the cares of, you know, am I wearing the right thing? Am right. I saying the, I mean, they just right, they right. relax and they have a good time being themselves together. Well, very good. Well, I want to thank 
thank each one of you to come, for coming in and talking to us about not only CYT and the encouragement that they would get being a uniquely Christian organization, uh, but also all of the things that you've talked about that informed a lot of us who are not in theater or uh, big, uh, I guess embarrassingly have not seen Tarzan, the production. <laughs> sure, I won't live that down when I get home. You can come see our <clears> show. So, well, well, I you certainly will. I expect to. So, so thank you all uh, so much for coming in. Thanks for uh, having Telling us. us all about the production and what's involved in it and a little glimpse, a little bit behind the curtain. Uh, we really enjoyed the, uh, the uh, conversation. Uh, again, for the uh, right before we go into break, let's just remind everybody that CYT Houston.org. It's a Christian youth theater. They're putting on Tarzan. Uh, and the uh, first show will be Friday the 10th, and you can purchase tickets uh, online. So we'll go into break, and then uh, on the other side, we'll be with uh, the Lone Star uh, legal team uh, talking about how and all the formalities and the deadlines associated with filing uh, for FEMA relief as a result of Hurricane Harvey. We'll talk to you on the other side of the break. Remember to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on your computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. Lone Star Community Radio broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. Listen in Mondays at noon to hear Conroe news from local nonprofits, businesses, upcoming events, Conroe Park events, news stories, and information that matters to you with your host, Margie Taylor of Taylorized PR. For more information about being a guest, visit IRLoneStar.com slash Conroe Culture. Hispanic Chamber Connections with Dr. Carlos Sanchez, president of the Woodlands-Conroe Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, featuring event announcements, member highlights, and more. Tuesdays at 1 p.m., broadcasting from the heart of Conroe, Texas, on IRLoneStar.com and Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. Welcome back to the Good News Program. You're listening uh, on Conroe's on FM 104.5 and 106.1. Uh, also streaming live on IRLoneStar.com. Uh, this is Ted Cox, your host. Again, this is the new Good News Program. Uh, for our final segment today, um, which will take us to the top of the hour, uh, we're going to have a guest on. Uh, she is uh, should be on the line. Sandra Brown from uh, Lone Star Legal will be on, and she's uh, going to going to uh, come on and explain uh, a number of things associated with their organization. We'll ask her a little bit about the organization and about Hurricane Harvey uh, relief. So, uh, Sandra, are you on with us? Yeah. Hi. Can you hear me? I sure can. Thank you. Thanks for joining us and telling us. I've been uh, reading about your organization and all of the uh, complications associated with uh, with Hurricane Harvey. And so I'm I'm quite certain that uh, a lot of folks are going to be very interested in in what uh, you have to say. So thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Sure. Well, I want to start, uh, first of all, by uh, talking a little bit about 
uh, your organization and what you do and where you are and all of those sorts of things. So for those who aren't familiar, uh, can you uh, can you kind of walk us through and introduce your organization to us? Sure, happy to. So I work for Lone Star Legal Aid, which is your local free civil legal aid. We're there to help people. Essentially, you should think of it as we're there to help the people who might have problems getting a lawyer of their own for civil problems. We're for people who are sort of struggling to make ends meet. So we can help low and moderate income people, which you have to understand, this goes straight into the heart of the middle class. So we're there to help people with issues, not all the time. We're there to help people with issues like protection against family violence, veterans issues, some government benefits, um, housing issues. If you're being treated unfairly or wrongfully by other people, it's very possibly a legal issue, and you could consult an attorney at Lone Star, and if it's appropriate, we'll help who we can. Uh, we serve the eastern third of the state of Texas, so that means we've got offices in Conroe, of course, but we go all the way up to Texarkana. We go to the northwest over to our Paris office, and our region stretches all the way down the Gulf Coast from Beaumont and Port Arthur all the way down to Palacios. So we okay. cover the whole eastern third with 13 offices, and they're all available to help people. Okay, great. And, and so um, tell us uh, how uh, people can get in touch with uh, their individual office. I, I am uh, currently on your website, so let's talk, I'll tell everyone the website is uh, www.legal, excuse me, uh, Lone Star Legal, L-O-N-E-S-T-A-R-L-E-G-A-L.org, Lone Star Legal.org. Uh, and so uh, while uh, we'll take uh, we'll, we'll go to break at uh, 2.45, just for your own information. Uh, and so uh, you talked a lot about for a variety of services. So bef the second segment leading into the top of the hour, well, I want to talk specifically about Harvey, but uh, you mentioned a number of services. Can you, uh, can you again run through some of those uh, services that you offer uh, what some of the need may be for somebody, somebody who may need to contact you, uh, and then talk a little bit about, uh, you know, how, what, what uh, someone who may be in need of your legal assistance, what would they expect at the first phone call or the first meeting? Because if, if there's some uh, perhaps apprehension from reaching out and, and uh, touching base with you. <clears throat> okay. Well, first of all, like all attorneys, anyone that contacts us, they're contact us with us would be completely confidential. Okay. So you can call our main intake line. Um, Conroe, of course, has a direct number, and you can call that. But our main, our largest office is in Houston. Okay. And we have intake lines going, um, and that number is 713-652-0077. Um, so you could call those numbers to put in an application with Legal Aid, and they're going to make sure, because our money does come from the government, we have different parameters that we have to check and do. Okay. But there's some extra, um, we are going outside of our normal parameters due to Harvey, because okay. now a special kind legal assistance has been activated uh, called Disaster Legal Services. So we can help everyone with any type of problem that arose out of or is cr created by the disaster. So we'll staff the ones we can in-house and the ones that aren't appropriate for legal aid. 
uh, would then be referred to the local bar association that's offering to provide pro bono attorneys to help people. So the first step is always to call the 713-652-0077 number, or you could call your local number. And as you know, you're aware, we have the Conroe office. And if you were in Texarkana, you could contact that office. And also um, the 1-800 number is 733-8394, and that could be used anywhere, the 1-800-733-8394 for people that are still worried about long-distance charges. So the first thing okay. you do is you do an intake. They would get your information, and then ask for your income and asset because, as I said, mm, okay. they'll get your Social Security number. So it's a lot of private information, but people shouldn't be afraid of that because, as I said, it's confidential and not shared with anyone else. So after that, one of our attorneys will call you back, find out what kind of services you need. If you just need advice or a little um, guidance, Right. They can provide that if you need an attorney to go to court with you or to provide more extensive services, they evaluate the case and then staff it accordingly okay. with who's the proper person to do it. So, for example, if you lived in Conroe, right. we'd be anticipating that the lawyers in Conroe would look at and take a more extended case. And that's the same for all of our offices. And we also have... Um, all across the region, since we do have so many offices and attorneys, uh -huh. we have specialists in different fields. Ah, okay. For example, I'm the specialist in disaster-related issues. And then things from all over our region, I might be tagged to help with, assist, or represent a client. So that's just an example. And, of course, we have people that are very well-versed in many, many substantive areas. We have people that Family law, that's what they do. Some people's special area is landlord-tenant. For other people, okay. it's helping people with their Social Security claims. But that gives me a chance to mention, again, that I am the specialist for the disaster, and I'd be happy to talk about any Harvey issues, questions, overview, whatever you'd like me to do. Okay, so so even though you're talking to us on the radio, we've uh, we've introduced you and in your name. But we still want to make sure and correct me, please, if I'm if I'm not directing people correctly. Uh, but even though they're getting exposure to hearing you talk and getting your name and so forth, the still the first step is still calling the main number seven one three six five two zero zero seven seven. Is that still yeah. the first step? Absolutely. Okay. Everybody needs to come in and get an intake done. Without an intake. Our attorneys can't help people. I can go out and do talks, and I've been doing this all over. Okay. But if people ask me a specific question to their case, I'm like, I'm so sorry. We can't give specific advice or specific assistance without having you go through our intake process. Okay. So so for those who are just, just joining us, uh, this is the Good News Program. We're broadcasting out of uh, Conroe, uh, Texas on 105.4, 106.1. On the phone with us is uh, Sandra Brown, uh, who is part of the Lone Star Legal um, Organization. And it's Lone Star. Let's make sure we everybody gets the uh, uh, website uh, and the phone number. And for all of those who are listening, who may be in your cars, uh, you can go to our Facebook page, the Good News Show Facebook page. Uh, and I will likewise post uh, after the show, uh, a link to their website, as well as the main number, because the first step in getting legal aid 
uh, is, is, is doing the intake, which has just been described to us. So again, uh, the uh, website is LoneStarLegal.org, LoneStarLegal.org. Uh, and then the first step to receiving uh, any of the services that you'll see on the website uh, is making the phone call, which is completely confidential, even though they'll be asking for private information, highly private information. Uh, it is completely confidential. And that phone number, again, is 713-652-0077. So just want to make sure that, uh, that the folks that are, are listening uh, know that, uh, that they have a local office here in Conroe. While we're broadcasting out of Conroe, people may be listening in other parts of Texas or in even other parts of the U.S. So we're talking specifically about uh, the offices in East Texas and even more specifically with Sandra on the line. We, we're talking about uh, Conroe. Uh, so, uh, Sandra, we, uh, why don't you give us just a, a beginning description uh, about some of the services associated with the disaster relief uh, we have a, about a minute or so before we go to our, our mid-hour break. Uh, and then coming out of it, we'll talk about all the specifics that people need to know. So why don't you give us a brief overview, uh, and then we'll take a brief break, and then we'll come back and talk about all the details. Okay, perfect. So what's really important to understand is the disaster relief is starting. Some people have flood insurance, but unfortunately not enough people. So if you have flood insurance, your first recourse would be to contact your agent that sold it to you and do your flood insurance. Okay. For everybody else, it's going to be to apply to FEMA, to apply to the SBA, and work some of the other um, benefits that are possible for disaster survivors. And we can talk about that in more detail, and it's a little complicated. Okay, good. Well, again, you're listening to the uh, Good News uh, program. You're broadcasting out of Conroe. Uh, As we come back from break, we'll talk about all the details that you're going to need to know with regards to filing uh, with FEMA and other organizations. And uh, we really appreciate you being on the line uh, with us, Sandra. We'll be back in just a minute. Doing business since... Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That's Conroe's FM 104.5-106.1. If you are on the computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. A Lone Star Community Radio. Broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out IRLoneStar.com slash sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936 936- 647-3776 with your question. Get seen on TV or YouTube and heard on our podcast, FM and internet radio. Sponsor your local radio station with Lone Star Community Radio. Welcome back to the Good News Show with Ted Cox. Uh, on the phone, we have uh, Sandra Brown. She is with Lone Star Legal. Uh, Sandra, with uh, we have about three, maybe maybe as many as four, 
uh, minutes coming up. So uh, why don't you take uh, the next three or so minutes, I'll, I won't interrupt you, uh, and tell us all about the details associated with somebody who needs to file a claim and how they go about doing that. Okay. Well, the first thing that's really important is we need to get people to apply with FEMA. And even if you think, well, I'm middle class, I didn't need that to do that. Or even if you say I have flood insurance, you should still do it because the first step is apply to FEMA and they can give you up to a couple of months rental assistance to allow you just to regroup and recover and figure out what you're going to do. That is not income qualified in any way. Okay. For people that are of more modest means, FEMA's probably their only source for, of recovery if they don't have the flood insurance. So oh, their first okay. step is to apply to FEMA. Okay. FEMA will give them a couple months rent too. But if they still can't get back in their house or anything else or there's not, uh, they need help with the rent, FEMA can keep recertifying them. So you have to, if they've determined, even if it's a rental house, if they determine where you live is uninhabitable, and it's up to FEMA to determine that, then they'll give you the rental assistance. You need to move out, find a new place, pay your rent at the new place, get a lease, even if it's short term. For a lot of people looking to go back to their homes, they're maybe thinking a six-month lease. Okay. So then you recertify with FEMA. They'll ask you to sign a document called um, Continuing Need. You show them your receipts. You show them your lease. You show them you still need the help. And they'll be able to help you potentially up to 18 months. The other thing that FEMA does is they can provide money to actually repair your house. It's not going to repair your house the way flood insurance would, but it would allow you to get back into your house to get a clean, dried out, scrubbed, anti-molded on it. Now, it won't be, you know, they won't put back your same expensive carpet. There's just not enough money for that. But there potentially is enough money from FEMA to be able to get you back into your house to make life be more normal. Now, the other thing to remember is anytime FEMA denies you, if you feel it's wrongfully done, you should appeal. And you've got 60 days to appeal. And that's the kind of thing legal aid helps with. That's uh, okay. one of our biggest things we help with right now. And the other big thing is, obviously, this has created a lot of landlord-tenant problems. And we're stepping up to help people with that also. Uh, for example, some landlords don't want to give people back their rental deposits after the house is completely uninhabitable and it's destroyed through no fault of that tenant. The landlord really should just give the money back, but they're counting on tenants not to know how to do it properly. And that's another big need we're helping with right now. Okay. And, and so just to, just to make sure, we, we have about a, a minute or so left. Uh, okay. So so the first step that people should do if they have not already uh, is to go to FEMA. And, and is that a, a website that they should go to? They can apply at disasterassistance.gov. They okay. can call 1-800-621-FEMA. Or they could go to any of the disaster recovery centers that are being set up all around. Those okay. are three different ways that you could apply to FEMA. And just so you know, some of the more middle and upper class families are going to be asked to apply to the SBA to see if they're eligible for other assistance. So, for example, one of my most desperate clients won't have to do that, and they might additionally get some help replacing their personal property. But if you're more well-heeled, FEMA would refer you to the SBA to see if you qualify for a loan. 
And the other interesting thing about these FEMA loans, uh, and they're the SBA loans, but they're for disasters. So it's called the Small Business Administration, but you really should know they give out the disaster loans. And it's the only time in your life that people with worse credit get a better interest rate Mm. because they'll get an interest rate of 1.75 and people that have better credit and more financial wherewithal, they're going to get an interest rate of three and a half. Now, if you go and apply to FEMA, you don't have to take the loan that they could offer you right away. And another reason to seriously consider applying to the SBA, for example, even if you have flood insurance, if you end up in a dispute and you're not able to get the deal with your flood insurance done, if it's delayed, you can go to FEMA, I'm sorry, you can go to the SBA and ask them to give you an advance so you could get your home repaired faster while you took the year or so it might take you to sort out your flood insurance. So it keeps your options open. That's the best way to put it. Applying to FEMA and applying to the SBA, it keeps your options open. Perfect. And I, I, we are uh, just about out of time. So, but this is such a, uh, uh, an in-depth uh, subject that we really need to dive in. I'd love to have you back on at some other time uh, to talk a little bit more about the details. So let me just make sure I run back over and then we're going to, we'll let you go because of the, the confines of the time at the top of the hour. But apply to FEMA, apply to the SBA. If there are any problems with that, then make contact with uh, LoneStarLegal.org. Uh, or the phone number, 713-652-0077. And uh, Sandra, thank you so much. Uh, again, I'll reach out to you, and maybe we'll have you on again for a little extended time uh, to talk about all the details. That'd be lovely. Thank you so much for letting people know about this. Okay, thank, thank, you. thank you. You're very welcome. Thanks for letting us uh, talk to you. Uh Well, that's our, our show. We're going to end uh, here, but I want to thank everybody for listening. This is... Uh, uh, we've had some really good guests on uh, in our first three shows, um, uh, and certainly as we are diving into uh, all of the aftermath, we certainly want to have the Lone Star legal folks back on because I know that there are a lot of people, while again, the dry air's here, the sun is out, uh, we're recovering, there's still a lot of recovery that needs to happen. And so over the upcoming weeks, we're going to continue to share the stories of good news, uh, not only as we've seen within Houston, uh, but also outside of Houston. Uh, you can catch us at our Facebook page at Good News Program on Facebook. Uh, so be on the lookout for uh, all of the announcements that we've talked about today. And we will talk to you next Thursday from 1 to 3. Love being with you. Talk to you again soon. Thanks for checking out this podcast of Lone Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's community radio station. If you enjoyed this recording, make sure to check out our past shows online at IRLoneStar.com or their respective video or podcast formats on YouTube, Google Play, or iTunes. If you have any questions regarding the show, either it being about sponsorships or questions for the host, contact the station manager at D-I-C-K at IRLoneStar.com or call the station at 936-647-3776. This show was recorded in downtown Conroe, Texas, at the Lone Star Community Radio Studio. And Lone Star Community Radio reserves all rights to this recording and images.